The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome to another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast, where we answer your questions on how to run your business better. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, Managing Editor of Small Biz Ahead, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Jean Marks, small business owner and small business expert. Jean, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm, I'm great, and we're so happy to have you back in Hartford today, and it's actually looking a little spring-like. Finally, yes. Finally, Finally getting some warmer weather, which is very, very good. I do a lot of traveling, so I, can, you know, I go down, like, if I'm in Florida in the winter, I got a lot of warm weather this winter, because for some reason I was down south. Nice. Yeah. My mom was in Florida for three months, and it was, like, miserable and cold up until, like, the last two weeks until she left. Oh, my goodness. I and know. it was actually pretty pretty warm in the northeast. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. My winter but anyway so we're cool happy that it's getting warm looking forward to the summer very much so and we're excited today because we have a guest to talk about social media so we're going to hear from him as soon as we hear from our first sponsor very good the small business ahead podcast is brought to you by the business owners playbook whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out the business owners playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business from business plan templates to advice on managing employees the Business Owner's Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business. Okay, we're back with our first question, and it's from Nick from Louisiana. Nick writes, I have a bike shop that I've been owner and operator of for 22 years. We've been on Facebook for the last three. What are some of the best features small business owners can add to their Facebook pages? For example, I can't stand checking out a local restaurant on Facebook and not being able to see their menu. I totally agree with that. Mm. Or not being able to see a small business's store hours. Also agree. Can you give me some recommendations about what features I should add to my Facebook page? This is a bike shop. This is a bike shop, yes. So Ryan, who runs our social media here at the Hartford, we've asked him to join us today. Ryan Heisler, social media manager. And Ryan, you're going to take a stab at answering this question before we weigh in. (laughs) Certainly. um, Wait, are you a motorcycle rider, Ryan? uh, I'm actually, this is kind of my background industry. So I worked in the specialty running and triathlon industry. Oh, great. And ran social media uh, for stores similar to yours, Nick. So kind of you've hit on a couple of really key features that you want to see on your Facebook page. Number one, you've got to have your store hours up there. Um, You need to be able to showcase to your potential customers because they're going to Facebook. They're not necessarily going to Google to search for you. And include your location. You know, let's cover a couple of key basics. Um, You're also going to want to define exactly what it is that you are. You have that option in Facebook's page um, navigation menu to be able to set what type of business you are and make it really sort of clear so that way, you know, if you have a couple of similarly named businesses in your area that people can make sure that you are the right uh, location. A couple of other things that you can do as a business that you can't do as an individual, um, you can set up what tabs are across um, your page. And so, um, as an example, we include find an insurance agent on our Small Biz Ahead Facebook page. 
you know, it really ties into who we are. You can set those and customize them. So that way, you know, if you're a restaurant and you have a menu, it's very easily accessible. If you have services as a bike shop that you offer that nobody else in the area does, make it really kind of clear. That's great. I get, I, you know, what, if you're running a bike shop, do you really need a Facebook page? What if you wanted to do it all on Yelp? Or YP, you know. I mean, is do you, you know, what does Facebook give you that a site like that would not give you? So Facebook allows you to really kind of control your messaging, okay. and it makes sure that your message is the <clears throat> thing that's out in front of you. Right. With Yelp, you know, you're really dependent on what other people are saying about you. Versus being able to say something that you want to reach your customer or potential customer. Mm. Um, on Facebook, you can also aggregate reviews. You can include commentary from visitors who have liked your store, who don't have a like, you know, have said something negative about your store. Right. Um, but you have that ability to be open and transparent in terms of your dialogue and be able to respond in a positive manner. How about selling from Facebook? Have you ever had any in your prior life? Did you guys ever sell anything? You know, using Facebook as a launching pad to do that. So Facebook has this. Um, ability to capture offers. And right. so, you know, if we were particularly slow, I was in northern New England, and so we had to run into snowstorms. And right. so on occasion, one of the things that we would do is put out an offer for people who were happened to be traveling during the course of a snowstorm. So if somebody came in via cross-country ski, they could claim the offer. Sure. Um, and, you know, it doesn't cost you anything to run an offer. Um, and it's a really kind of unique way to make sure that whatever post you're putting out there has some visibility behind it. And let me ask you, I'm sorry, I just, uh, this guy knows a lot about Facebook. And I, I, you know, if you're running a bike shop or you're a merchant or whatever, what, you know, we talk about some of the advice that you have. If, if I could ask you for maybe two things that you absolutely would not be doing on your Facebook page, like what mistakes do you think people make when it comes to Facebook that gets them into trouble or that... They should probably try to avoid. Well, the first one really kind of comes down to you overpost to Facebook. Mm. It's the number one thing that you can't do as a business. I because think business owners will love to hear that because most of the people we hear from are saying, I don't know what to put on Facebook. So yeah. it's great to hear that you don't have to post every day. Right. But you know, you want to get into a rhythm. And the thing with Facebook is that, you know, it's better not to do it than to kind of only go halfway with it. Right. And so, you know, once you get into a posting rhythm, you have to keep it up. And really what Facebook's algorithm has done, which, you know, really kind of decreases the reach for businesses is that when you put something out there, it needs to be meaningful and have an impact to your audience. And so for your organic posting, you're really looking to put no more than something once per day. Mm. And really, you can go every other day um, if you had some lighter content sure. that you were putting out. Um, so posting it, too much is definitely something to be. It'll with. hurt you every right. single time. That's you right. Know? Um, and you can analyze your post reach. It's really kind of easy to do. If you go to your page and you click on insights, mm -hmm. you can find out how many people you're reaching. And so say you have 5,000 Facebook followers but you're posting four times a day, you know, each one of those might only be reaching 70 people out yeah. of your whole audience, which right. doesn't do you any good. You know, right. you're kind of shouting into the wind. Right. Um, whereas if you 
take and be a little bit more impactful with what you say, you're going to see a larger percentage of your audience engage with your content. That's great. Um, the other thing that I've seen happen, um, and it's very tempting, is to get into a bit of an argument back and forth with um, you know, a potential customer. That's who so has easy had, to do. Um, great idea. You know, great re- idea. You have right? to kind of resist <laughs> that temptation. You need to always put your store forth in the most positive light. Right. You know, apologize for a poor experience that somebody might have and make it clear what you're going to do to try and rectify the situation. If they continue, just don't keep engaging with them. Um, If they get to a point where they're completely just trolling your business, you can ban users from your Facebook page. Take that action very, very lightly because then you don't know what they're saying about their business as an individual. Great. That's great advice. Thank you. I just have to chime in with a story about um, posting, getting into kind of posting wars with your customers. There was in Hartford a small business, a small restaurant that opened up and they had a customer complaint. And it wasn't even on Facebook. The woman complained in the store and the owner went on Facebook to complain about the customer. Like this happened in our store. This person complained. I think they had they had served a pregnant woman a raw hamburger or something like that. It was like something that they right. were just like, oh, OK, well, we'll just cook you up a new hamburger. Could have easily fixed that. And I know it's so tempting to go out there and like just go on your Facebook page and go off, but just don't do it. Like, just say like, sorry, you had a bad experience and, and move on. This is what we can do to rectify it. And and just don't get into it with people. Because once that story got out there that that restaurant owner had posted in public about this woman that wasn't even on the Facebook page, the restaurant ended up closing like two months later. And so, I mean, I think that really kind of ties into if, you have to treat your social media properties as if they're within the four walls of your business. Mm -hmm. And so if you wouldn't say it within your business, you cannot say it on social media. Great advice. Good tip. All right, we're going to hear from our sponsor again, and we'll be back with question two for Ryan. Running a business is challenging, and you probably don't always have the time to research new strategies, market trends, and develop skills. But imagine if you could have all the latest information on running a business delivered to you every week. Luckily, there's the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. We offer some of the best information available for business owners, ranging from topics such as time management, game-changing technology and apps, to developing management and leadership skills. Sign up today for the Small Biz Ahead newsletter at smallbizahead.com. All right, we're back with question number two, another question about social media for Ryan Heisler, our social media expert. This is from Don from South Carolina. What are some of the paid options a business owner should look into for social media? Do you recommend paying to get followers on Twitter? And should a business owner pay to promote posts or ads on Facebook? This is a great question. Mm. And I think Ryan's going to say, I'm just going to guess what he's going to say, that it really depends on what kind of business you're running. Uh it's actually, it's a little bit more universal than you might think. And so, you know, this is a really kind of great question because people are always asking, should I buy followers? And really at this point, the answer is no. And that's for multiple different reasons. Number one is because of the way that Facebook has really kind of changed the game in terms of the way that you can distribute your content as a business. Mm. So 
with your follower base, that's really kind of your organic follower base. So if you're paying to expand it, you're paying to expand an audience that Facebook is always trying to limit the amount of things that they're going to wind up seeing. And so, you know, what's going to happen is the things that you say are going to be the things that get you followers. And so it means you need to be timely and relevant with every piece of content that you put on every platform that you're on. And so I wouldn't buy Twitter followers. Um, I would really kind of focus instead on promoting key tweets with either offers or customer service examples that you have that set your business apart from your competitors. I always thought that, you know, if you, first of all, you, sometimes you'll, you look, look at every celebrity and politicians, they have analysis that looks at like their real versus their fake Twitter followers. And they all have huge percentages of fake Twitter mm-hmm. followers. And I think that's because they're all just trying to keep up with each other and they don't want to give a public perception of you that they've got less than, than, than their competitor. I think when you're running a business, I don't know if that really makes it different like I, I think you know even if you have you know 50 followers on twitter or fa- or facebook you know okay that's your core community as it is they're they're interested in what you have to say right so you know i i think i don't think people are judging you whether you've got 50 or five thousand followers if you're a manufacturer or you're, right you know what i mean you know it kind of ties into the people who choose to follow you especially if you're not paying to like right. you know like or follow you i mean these are people who find what you're having to say interesting absolutely and right. they're going to become your biggest champions out there and it really kind of turns social media back into a grassroots marketing campaign. yeah which is what it was designed for at the beginning wasn't it like you know i think when Twitter first was designed, it, it was you follow like you know I'm follow Elizabeth because I'm interested in what you have to say. It's not like you want to build up ten thousand fake followers. You know who are you impressing? Right. You know? Exactly. And so that's kind of it leads into the other half of this is what should I be paying to promote? Mm. And you know the answer here is it depends. Mm. Um, you know I recommend kind of going out there with a varied approach of promoting key posts that you've put out there that you really want to make sure um, you get the kind of visibility and response that you want out of it. And then I would look to schedule certain ads out. So if you Mm. have an event, Mm. like say you're um, the bike shop from the previous example, and you have one of your manufacturers coming for a demo day on Saturday, you know, create the event in Facebook and pay to promote that event so that way you can get an idea on the number of people that might RSVP. Yes. Um, get that out there in front of you know your core key demographic and make sure that they're going to show up. And you're tracking metrics on that, right? You right. Actually track who's clicking on that ad to sign up for an event. Exactly. You know, it, a lot of times with traditional media opportunity, you're really only getting an estimate of number of potential impressions. Right. That, you can have, you know, mm-hmm. the number of potential eyeballs that might see something. And instead, with social media, you can truly see the number of unique impressions that you have. You know, that's the number of unique people that you actually got your ad out in front of. Mm. You can get the number of people who clicked on it, mm. and you can get the number of people who you know, responded to your event or the number of people who clicked to your website, you know, and be able to tie that back so you can really manage that advertising spend smartly. That's great. So let's talk about budget. (laughs) 
if you're, and I know this is definitely going to vary by industry, but let's say you're the bike shop, you're a hair salon, you're a small mm. restaurant, what kind of budget should you be put? I mean, if you're not having events, then maybe you don't need to promote anything. But let's say like you are having events, like you have like Taco Tuesday at your restaurant. Like what's a budget? What's going to get you enough people in the door to make it worth potentially hiring a social media manager to, to handle that? So, I mean, you can... You can run ads as cheaply as $8 on Facebook, um, you know, and it really kind of ranges in terms of scale. But the way that I would sort of approach it is, is what is your overall advertising budget? And I would carve out somewhere between 10 and 15% of it to dedicate to your social media. That's and then I love really kind of a real hard number. There. And then based on that, you know, you can figure out whether you're going to spend that evenly or you can concentrate that on key periods where you know that your business um, needs lift or, you know, on the opposite side, maybe that you have these periods that you know are always popular and you really just want to grow that particular side of your business. Don't you think as well that it's like any form of advertising? I mean, it is, it's a gamble, right? You're just taking a shot. So um, you can devote a certain percentage of your advertising budget to something. You, just, you don't know what the return is that you're going to get on it. So um, don't you guys hear it like when you – do you guys do promoted tweets? Do you do – Yeah. So I mean we utilize um, – Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Google Plus doesn't have advertising. Right. Um, we're on YouTube. We're always exploring new and different options um, right. in terms of social. Um, but we have, you know, kind of key metrics that we've developed. Um, right. And if you're advertising, Facebook also gives you um, the opportunity to talk with their support service. Mm. And so, you know, you can get some baselines as to, you know, this is what other small business owners who are in a similar industry, um, this is kind of baseline expected engagement rates. Oh, that's and great. so, you know, you can find out, am I exceeding this target? Right. Am I underperforming? And if I'm underperforming and it's not delivering the results, let's reevaluate how we're going to be able to go about things. That's great. One thing that we did is that we do events. So, and then, you know, from my company, then we like to promote them online. You do CRM happy hours? We do. Close to it. We do like a CRM summit where we show the different CRM applications. We do training for some of the products that we do. And, and then we both online and live. And so we promote that on Twitter and Facebook. And we don't have a clue what's going to work or what it's not going to work. And um, so the the person I use for social media said to me that if you um, if you could get 15, how much would you pay to get 15 people at this event? Yeah. You know, like what is that worth to right. you, you know? And uh, and I had to think about that and said, oh, okay, I guess that's worth it. If I get 15 people, I'd probably pay a thousand bucks or $2,000 or whatever the number is. Um that's how we figured out what our budget was going, you know, was going That's to be. Really and then what happened is, um, and then you know, it's a gamble. So you know, you, you know, I said, okay, for, I'd like to get those people in there. I pay the money, and then oh, we only got ten people. So was it still worth it or not? And then how's that going to reflect my decision the next time? Right. And so you know, in my past working in retail, you know, we would pay to promote a certain event, right. and it's you know, what is the acceptable point? And I know what my average cost per transaction is. Right. I know what my average profit per transaction is. Being able to tie that in and say, okay, I can take this percentage 
of that, and that's acceptable because I'll make you'll make that more up. money, right? Sure. sure. Overall, so sure. Sure. you know you have to be able to do that calculus and really be able to analyze whether social media is working for you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So if people are interested in learning more about social media, we have a ton of resources on Small Biz Ahead and the playbook. If, even if you've never done it before, we have ways to help you get started, guides on like, for instance, what the Facebook algorithm is. I always feel like everyone knows what that is, but <laughs> some people might not. It's not as scary as it sounds. And the other plug just for using social media is you can actually measure these things. You can see like, okay, I spent this much money and I got these this many clicks. If you put an ad in the newspaper, you have no way of knowing right. like sure. who, what the reach was, sure. how many people actually engaged with that ad. So if you if you're interested in dipping your toe more into social media, we have a lot of resources for you, and we're definitely going to have Ryan back again. So please send in your social media questions. You can tweet at us, and actually Ryan will be the person seeing these tweets. It's um, what is our Twitter handle again? It's, it's SBA. It's at Small, Small Biz Ahead. Small Biz Ahead. All right. Um, or you can use the the uh, hashtag SBA Podcast. But definitely remember at Small Biz Ahead on Twitter and send Ryan your questions, and we'll be back answering more of them. So we're going to hear one more time from our sponsor, and then we're going to get a word of brilliance from Gene. Good stuff, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Are you looking to expand and grow your small business but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology? We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com. Okay, we're back, and it's time for the word of brilliance from Jean. Elizabeth, I have a word right now. I'm going to explain <laughs> this, or we'll see how well you know this word. It is the word, you ready? It is bot. What? That is the word, B-O-T, bot. Bot or bots have been in the news a lot of late. In fact, um, at a recent Microsoft developer conference, um, it was one of the main things that was talked about by uh, Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft. And um, just within a couple of weeks after that, uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook uh, was talking a lot about bots and why they're going to be so important. So it is the next killer app, and it will affect small businesses all around the world. Um, not immediately, but let's wait a little bit and watch what happens. Now you might see what are bots or you know what bots are um applications that involve artificial intelligence they are able to conduct conversations and do tasks and have workflow basically generated from them just automatically so for example um somebody visits your facebook page and has a question about a product um a bot itself can recognize certain keywords in that question and from there engage with that user oh, or that's gonna be so annoying send them information <laughs> or do other things or whatever all automatically because it's using artificial intelligence technology to do that now microsoft just had a huge issue this was like a few weeks ago i don't know if you saw this they i forget the name of the uh, the bot that they put up a new Twitter account and it got taken over by people on Twitter and they were doing all sorts of horrible yes, things yes, and yes. it was it was it was supposed to be a demonstration of how great bots can be because yeah. it can be at a completely automated Twitter account yeah. and um, because people were putting in some pretty scary um, keywords we won't go into details of yeah, what those words yeah, were yeah. Um, it got completely out of control and they had to shut it down so okay it's early days for this but how does this affect you the small business owner right um, what it's going to do is 
this, you know, for you, everybody complains so much that they don't have time to deal with their website. They don't have time to deal with social media. That's going to solve that problem or go a long way towards solving that problem. Because That's awesome. you will download bots and based on the interaction engagement that you're getting either on your website or on your on your social media accounts, um, things will automatically be happening or you'll be alerted that certain things will be happening as well, which will then hopefully free up your time because you're letting automation and artificial intelligence do the work for you. So bots, keep an eye out for it. It will be the new buzzword heading into 2017 and 2018. Great. And again, if you have any questions about bots, you can tweet (laughs) us at smallbizahead um, on Twitter. And I'm sure Gene will have uh, more info on bots. I will. But for now, bots all for now. (laughs) Cool. So I actually have a, a word of brilliance this week. It's a recommendation for... An article that we just published on Small Biz Ahead, it's called Seven Habits of Great Leaders. It was written by our podcast producer, Mike Kelly. You hear him at the beginning and the end of the podcast. He has that really deep, wonderful voice talking about um, how great the Hartford is and how great Small Biz Ahead is. Mike is the man. And he wrote it with Misty Young. And Gene, you know yeah, Misty sure Young. It's the restaurant owner, uh, the right? The restaurant that's, lady. Yeah, sure. That's actually her Twitter handle is the restaurant right. lady. She owns the Squeeze Inn, which is in Northern California. She's now franchised it. She was on Throwdown with Bobby Flay. Um <laughs> And Mike and Misty wrote an article together, and it's called The Seven Habits of Great Leaders. And the reason I love this article is because mo- you see these articles all the time, Gene, like on Inc. and Business Insider yeah, and Forbes sure. and everything. Sure. And it's like, you know, get up early and have a daily routine. Well, they talked about habits, and then they wrote it for people that don't currently have these habits. And they said, okay, if you want this habit, here are steps to actually make that happen. Oh, that's cool. Instead Good of idea. just saying, like, oh, you should, you yeah. should be doing this. Yeah, you um, should be getting up early. Early, yeah. uh, every morning and you're like well I don't normally I'm, I'm not a morning yeah, person so exactly. I guess it's like advice on well exactly. here's what you, you, you want to try to do to try to get up early yeah right? and it's all it's about like managing your employees better and specifically how to do that instead of just saying to someone you should communicate more effectively with your employees like cool. well how so they actually go into those details so that's it small Viz ahead we will link that in the show notes it's a great article thank you Mike and Misty for writing that awesome and we will be back next week with another episode of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. Thanks, Gene. Thank you, Elizabeth. See you then. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.